demon possession and influence are very much possible and quite active today. And things that many see as harmless, normal, or even fun are things that open the door for this possession and or influence to happen. And the only way a person can be freed from this dark and evil possession is through the Lord Jesus Christ. Hello and welcome to another message from the Latter Rain Ministries, where we're dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. Today we'll be talking about the possibility of demon possession. Many people today see the symptoms of demon possession and evil spirit influence as either mood or mental problems. And most people try to deal with these issues carnally, like through medication and or psychological treatment as examples. But these problems cannot be solved in that manner. Jesus is the only answer. And if these issues are not dealt with through Him, there is no hope for the affected. And there is an incredible amount of people that have these problems. Today's message is based on Luke chapter 8, verses 26 to 39. Let us go to the Lord in prayer together. Blessed Lord, Heavenly Father, hallowed and glorified be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. Blessed Lord, to you be all the honor and the glory and the praise forever and ever. Thank you for your love, for your mercy, for your grace, for your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for what you did on the cross through him. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for your mercy and your grace. And Lord God, I pray for your guidance. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, humbly that you may please help us to understand what your word teaches us. Help us to understand your truth. Help us to understand that we cannot be guided by what we think, but rather by what you say in your word and what reality really is. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I give you thanks and I praise you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Today's passage can be found in Luke chapter 8, verses 26 to 39. This is the word of the Lord. Then they sailed to the country of the Gadareans, which is opposite Galilee. And when he stepped out on the land, there met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time. And he wore no clothes, nor did he live in a house, but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for it had often seized him, and he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles, and he broke the bonds and was driven by the demon into the wilderness. Jesus asked him, saying, What is your name? And he said, Legion, because many demons had entered him. And they begged him that he would not command them to go out into the abyss. Now a herd of many swine was feeding there on the mountain, so they begged him that he would permit them to enter them. And he permitted them. Then the demons went out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the lake and drowned. When those who fed them saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. Then they went out to see what had happened and came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had departed sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. They also who had seen it told them by what means he who had been demon-possessed was healed. 
And the whole multitude of the surrounding region of the Gadareans asked him to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear. And he got into the boat and returned. Now the man from whom the demons had departed begged him that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your own house and tell what great things God has done for you. And he went his way and proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. What are demon and or evil spirits? It's all of the angels that fell with Lucifer when he rebelled against the Lord before man was created. There are clear indications throughout the Bible that demons and evil spirits do exist and that they can possess and or influence people. While the Lord was here on earth in his human form, he cast out many demons. The Bible tells us that the disciples also cast out many demons. Now, is there demon possession today? Absolutely. It may not be like the horror movie The Exorcist that was done back in 1973 with Linda Blair, but it is a very scary thing that can lead to terrible consequences, and it could lead to the death of a person possessed as well as to the people that surround that person. There is more demon possession now than ever before, whether we want to believe it or not, and it will only get worse as Satan builds up for the end times that are quickly approaching. The Bible tells us that there will be evil on the planet, such as the world has never seen before. And the increase of demon possession and influence are one of the major signs of the end times. This is not a joke. It is something that is real and it needs to be dealt with. Now, the first thing we should see is how does demon possession occur? There are two distinct ways. When a person gets involved with the occult directly, and this involves white or black magic, straight-on Satanism, spiritualism, soothsaying, and the like. And when a person gets involved with witchcraft, and we will get deeper into the witchcraft aspect because that is how it is happening more today. Witchcraft is more than just potions and rituals. Basically, witchcraft also involves using substances that distorts the senses. The use of these substances are what leaves a person vulnerable to the spirit world. God commanded his people to stay away from such things, and of course, for this particular reason. In Deuteronomy chapter 18, it mentions much of this where it says, When you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire, or one who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer or one who conjures spells, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead. For all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord, and because of these abominations, the Lord God drives them out from before you. You shall be blameless before the Lord your God. For these nations which you will dispossess, listen to the soothsayers and diviners. But as for you, the Lord your God has not appointed such for you. All of these things that God mentions in this passage are things that cause demon possession, interaction, and or influence. There are some things now that seem innocent and are even approved by our laws to consume that are a part of witchcraft. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 to 21, it also says this, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things 
will not inherit the kingdom of God. The word translated here from the Greek as sorcery in this passage is actually the word pharmakia. This is a root word from where we derive the word pharmacy from. And so sorcery or witchcraft is the use of substances that were and are used to deal with the evil spirit realm. And these substances or witchcraft involve anything that has to do with distorting reality and affecting sound judgment. And as you can imagine, this involves both legal drugs and illegal drugs. It's anything that alters the mind and the senses. That is why people use these substances before, because it was the way to gain sensitivity to the evil spirit world as part of evil practices and rituals. These things ultimately leave a person completely vulnerable to demon possession and also evil spirit influence. And so it's not just about cocaine or heroin or marijuana that enter this realm of pharmakia or sorcery, but rather even the drugs we consider legal that are prescribed by doctors. And there is one that may not seem like something that has to do with sorcery, and that is the excessive use of alcohol. We need to remember that alcohol is a substance that is added and or created in beverages that affects the senses and distorts reality. And you may not know this, but alcohol consumption was and is widely used for occult practices. In Proverbs chapter 23, verse 29 to 35, it tells us this about alcohol. Who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has contentions? Who has complaints? Who has wounds without cause? Who has redness of eyes? Those who linger long at the wine, those who go in search of mixed wine. Do not look on the wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup, when it swirls around smoothly. At the last, it bites like a serpent and stings like a viper. Your eyes will see strange things and your heart will utter perverse things. Yes, you will be like one who lies down in the midst of the sea or like one who lies at the top of the mass saying, they have struck me, but I was not hurt. They have beaten me but I did not feel it. When shall I awake that I may seek another drink? And so even drunkenness opens a person to the spirit world. This is why we have so much demon possession and influence today, because such a vast majority of people use and abuse all kinds of substances, including alcohol. And this is where are so many problems with the spirit world today. People may not know how to recognize that they have something very wrong spiritually with them, but they do. There are moderate cases of demon possession, such as demon influence, and there are cases where you hear and or see in the news of people that were calm or even nice and wind up killing strangers for no reason, and even their loved ones, and then turn on themselves. All of these random acts of terror that occur are also caused by demon possession. Most of our society blames mental illness or issues or instabilities for these so-called freak occurrences. And there's such a thing as mental illness. But the majority of these strange and even horrifying acts are all aspects of demon possession and influence. And banning weapons is not necessarily the answer that will solve this issue. I'm not saying this because I'm trying to condone automatic weapons or anything like that, but the root problem of all these issues that we see today are a direct result of demon possession and influence. So you see, the problem is quite common today and incredibly harmful. Having said that, someone may ask, why do demons look to possess a person? Demons and evil spirits are tormented and condemned beings 
but are still allowed to roam free in our physical world. If we had the ability to see the spirit world around each of us at this very instant, it would be a very scary thing. There are more invisible things that are happening all around us than visible things. So when a being has put themselves in a position of enmity with God, there can be no peace, no joy. And so demons are always looking for places where they can lessen their torment. They look to live out pleasure in people to try to drown their torment and deal with their fallen condition. And as such, they entice and exasperate the works of the flesh. They influence a person to sin that much more. We are all sinners, and we will all sin in one way or another until the day we die, even those of us that have surrendered our lives to Christ. But demonic possession and influence will push a person to do that much more and to go beyond the natural limits of sinning, if you will, as a way to exercise the devil's will, to deal with their own evil and to try to drown their own misery. So when you see a person indulge in the practice of sin, they're not just succumbing to their own weaknesses, but also they are falling victim to demon possession and the promptings of evil spirits. This is the problem with the practice of sin because it is either caused by demon possession or it is an avenue to get involved with demon possession by interacting with others that already have this evil spirit possession. This is one of the issues that arises, for instance, with fornication and adultery, when there is physical engagement with other people outside of what God has established. It is fairly normal now for many people in society to have sexual adventures and encounters all of the time and with different people. It is commonplace for people to have sexual relations with many different partners and in groups. All of these encounters open up a person to this spiritual problem, to this spiritual attack, if you will. Evil spirits do get involved with people through illicit and unnatural acts of sex. You see, sex is not just a physical joining between two people, but also a spiritual joining. And that's where people can get caught in this whole issue of spiritual indwelling and influence. Sex was a part of cult practices in the past where demon and idol worship involved fornication, depravity, and decadence. So you see many things ultimately lead into this issue of possession and influence. So it is quite easy to get entangled with this problem. And what is the product of this so-called evil spirit possession and influence? You can see it all around us in the news, in the internet, and even in your loved ones, unfortunately. If you see a person that has problems with vices, that's a spiritual problem. If you see a person live a lifestyle filled with sexual encounters, that's a spiritual problem. If you see a person do things completely out of the norm or out of place based on their character, that is a spiritual problem. All of these mass shootings and senseless acts of violence are a result of a spiritual problem. People that don't know what to do with themselves and are in constant disarray, going aimlessly through life, that is a spiritual problem. The way you can detect this spiritual problem is when what we call regular sin problems are amplified and become more than what it should be. For instance, a person can get angry, but not all the time and so easily, and to the point where physical harm is imposed on another person. A good example is road rage. We can all get upset when someone honks their horn on us in traffic or insults us with obscene hand gestures, but not to the point where we chase down the person and either run them off the road or worse, go and kill them. 
There are limits that are surpassed and that are caused by this evil spirit influence. So having said all of this, I hope you're asking yourself, what can a person do from being possessed? How can I be safe from this ever happening to me? There is only one thing that can protect a person from this, and that is belonging to Christ. A person needs to give their life over to the Lord and be submitted to Christ fully. That's the only way that we can have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit of God in our lives. A follower of Jesus Christ can never be possessed by an evil spirit. We can be affected by them, but that is all external. For instance, the Bible says this about how we can be affected in Ephesians chapter 5. For it says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. And so the only way we can be affected is through how other people are affected by them. But let's look at an example of what can happen to people that do not belong to Christ and also not only how we are protected by the Lord, but also how we are even acknowledged in the spirit realm when we are in Christ. In Acts chapter 19, it tells us this, then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, we exorcise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also, there were seven sons of Seva, a Jewish chief priest who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. This became known both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified, and many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds. Also many of those who had practiced magic threw their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted up the value of them, and it totaled 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. So you see, people who are not in Christ are vulnerable to any attack an evil spirit wants to make on them. But those that belong to and serve Christ are protected. And if the servants of Christ pursue casting out the evil spirit, they will prevail because Christ and the Holy Spirit are within them. So demon possession and influence are very much possible and quite active today. And things that many see as harmless, normal, or even fun are things that open the door for this possession and or influence to happen. And the only way a person can be freed from this dark and evil possession is through the Lord Jesus Christ. Someone that belongs to and serves the Lord is the only one that can free them through the power of Christ. If you want true freedom and protection from demon possession and evil spirit influence, I would urge you to look for Christ, to look for the freedom and protection that only he can give. Look for help in the Lord Jesus Christ because he's the only one that can help you. If people keep treating spiritual problems through physical and carnal means, like with medications and our psychology, especially things that have to do with demon possession and evil spirit influences, not only will things not change, but they will get worse and worse. Giving people more so-called medications will make them even more vulnerable and susceptible to demonic influence. 
It's the same problem with alcohol and illegal drugs. If people keep trying to cope with their challenges with things that don't heal the soul, with Jesus Christ, then they will sink deeper and deeper into the abyss of demonic dominance and succumb to the devil's ultimate plan, the destruction of their lives and the lives of everyone around them. Nothing good comes out of sin. And that's why witchcraft, sorcery, drugs and alcohol, whatever you want to call it, will destroy people guaranteed. The wages of sin is death and nothing can change that. God gives us the instruction through his word to help us understand what is good for us and what is bad for us. Sin is bad. No matter how fun it may seem, no matter how harmless people think it is, in one way or another, sin destroys people. And if you think demonic possession within itself is bad, as in having to deal with just one demon, when a person sinks deeper and deeper into the mire of sin, multiplying their own problems, there is even more demon possession where many more come to inhabit a person's life. In the passage we read today, we saw a man that was possessed by many demons at a time, such that they even called themselves legion. We read what the condition of this man was before Christ got involved. He was a person that was naked, continually hurting himself, unable to live in a house, constantly tormented. And it would have been a matter of time for him to have killed himself. Jesus saved his life. There was nothing fun going on. There was no happiness, no joy, no peace, only torment, chaos before Christ got involved. That is no way to live life. And what's worse is if Jesus would not have freed him, not only would he have continued living a tortured life here, but when he would have ultimately killed himself, he would have wound up in hell and being condemned for all eternity to eternal and constant torment. There is no rest for anyone in hell. It's a place where all of God's virtues are absent. There is no joy, no peace, no rest, no love, nothing that are a part of God's presence. It's a place completely devoid of everything good and demon possession and evil spirit influence leads to that. But it doesn't happen overnight. It happens little by little, dabbling in one thing and another, experimenting with things that enable this evil spirit realm to invade a person's life, getting involved with the occult, with substance use and abuse, and even when having sexual physical interaction with other people that already have this evil influence in them. This is why God warns against all of these things, and they are sin, because all of these things lead to this evil world that only causes death and destruction. I have said this many times, I will continue repeating it over and over to whoever is wise enough to listen. God does not lose anything when people sin. We have everything to lose when we sin willfully against the Lord and ultimately sin against ourselves. We wind up hurting ourselves and we wind up making our life more difficult than it has to be. And what's worse, when people wallow in their sin and don't seek the Lord's forgiveness and help, they put themselves into a worse place. And in a similar fashion, if we as followers and servants of Jesus Christ don't help people that have these demon possession problems, they will not be freed and everything around us will get worse and worse. We all complain about how bad things are now, but if we don't actively do something about it by spreading the gospel and helping people to at least understand what could be wrong with them, 
things would just continue to worsen. People need to look for Jesus and we need to help people get to Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the answer to all problems and the only one that can change lives. He is our only salvation. He is also the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he freed people yesterday, he can most certainly do it today. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord God, hallowed and glorified be your name. Lord, help us to understand that we cannot get involved with things that bring about this evil possession in our lives. Help us, O oh Lord, to understand that we need to stay away from substances and relationships and doing things that ultimately will hurt us and will hurt people around us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, help us to be zealous for our own good. Because Lord, sin only hurts us and those that are around us. Help us, O Lord, to understand that we are in a spiritual battle. Help us to understand that Jesus is the answer for our own lives and for everyone that's around us. Lord God, we pray in the name of Jesus for those that right now may be listening to this message, that are bound in some sort of way because of this evil influence, Lord God. I pray in the name of Jesus, O Lord, for your freedom on them. I pray, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, that you may rebuke any and every evil spirit right now that is listening to this message. I pray in the name of Jesus for your freedom, Lord God, for everyone that is listening, especially those that are in the bondage of these evil beings that only want their destruction. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Please join us again next time as we look into God's Word together. And if you have any questions or just need some prayer, please email us through our website. If you want to listen to other messages, you can go to our website or look for our podcast in the Apple iTunes store under The Latter Rain Ministries to subscribe. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. The Lord is near. May God bless you.